Zip. Zap. Zap. Zip. Zap. Zap. Zip. Zap. Pod. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Zip Zap Pod, the improv comedy podcast. I am Eric Flick, and I'm here today with Hope Cherry. Hope, hello. say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Over here, we got Drew Stroud. Drew. Hi. <laughs> uh, so this is our inaugural podcast. Uh, so we're going to do things a little bit different today. Uh, let's, first of all, start off by meeting the players. So over here, on my right, Hope Cherry, actor, singer, dancer, all that. You, for goodness sake, jump rope on stage. Not even when you have to. You just do it. Uh, she's, I just saw her doing it last week. More talent in her little finger than most people have in their entire body. Hope Cherry, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so I have been doing improv uh, since I was in junior high, I remember seeing uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway and really loving the TV show and got involved in speech competition. And so I've been doing it now for since since then, 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> so after and, junior uh, high, is there a high school? Uh, yeah. No, I didn't do I, – I, I did it at a summer camp um, and then – and. Uh, uh, yeah, I continued to do it at summer camp from then on, and then uh, was involved with a improv troupe that was on a local cable access show. So now being on a podcast, I'm just, you know. The highest you can get in the improv so community. Maybe those exactly. two fans will follow you over here, too. That would be great if both <laughs> those people would actually tune into this. And so I guess we should tell the folks, too, now you are involved in what in improv comedy? Capital. Oh, Capital City. Yeah, 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 none of us none, really mentioned anything right, about Capital right. City. Yeah, we improv. haven't yet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm on a. Now I'm on. We are all on a improv troupe called Capital City Improv that CCI. performs here in Springfield, Illinois, where we are recording. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Not filming. Technically, Chatham. Correct. Yeah, it's technically yes. Chatham. Oh, sorry. Uh, and Drew, you also actor, singer, director, producer. Uh, the one of the driving forces behind Capital City Improv. Tell us more about your journey. How did you get to starting a troupe here in Springfield? Sure, yeah. So I have been doing improv for less time than Hope, but I'm also a lot younger than Hope, so that's probably why. <laughs> I, okay. uh, I started, I'm not sure that's true either. <laughs> it's, it's true. I started improv in college. Not like much younger, but I am, I am younger. Uh, I started improv in college. <laughs> Hope's giving me the death glare now. Uh, and I was on a troop called Lincoln Security Detail, or LSD. And uh, I was captain on that troop. I also like led workshops. Where, what, in, I'm sorry to cut you off there. That college... That, that was Illinois College in Jacksonville. Thank you. Um, I, did, I did improv there. And then uh, me and Carly moved to Springfield. Carly being my wife, of course. And we wanted to keep doing improv. Um, and there wasn't really any scene for us to really get involved in. So we decided to make our own scene. And so Capital City Improv was born. And then just recently, I now also teach improv at Blackburn College, as well as other theater classes and serve as a technical director there. Fantastic. And then Eric Flick, we have to give him an introduction. Yeah, Eric Flick is, played a puppet once. Is a licensed and, attorney. He, <laughs> he also is the dad of two children. Uh, you guys are just stealing my thunder here, though. Uh, Eric Flick. Yeah, so... To tell you my journey, I uh, was also a huge fan of Whose Line Is It Anyway, uh, but 
probably a completely different version than what you saw. So I would come home from high school, me being significantly older than the both of you. That's true. And I would turn on Comedy Central where they would bring uh, a couple of episodes of the British Whose Line Is It Anyway uh, and show those. It was like five o'clock to six o'clock, two episodes in a row. And that was my high school addiction. Like that's what I would come home and do. And I did theater in high school. uh, And then I went to college and uh, I actually did audition for an improv comedy troupe at the University of Illinois. Didn't get in. And it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me for my professional career. Cause I did, I just left theater behind for about 17 years. Uh, And then yes, I, I picked up a puppet and met Drew uh, on the streets, and mm-hmm. then uh, tried out, auditioned for Capital City Improv. Not literally, with the puppet. Uh, it was there. You didn't see it, oh, okay. but it was there. Okay. Uh, literally about five weeks ago, and uh, here I am doing an improv podcast. And it's probably because I I also read a book. I yeah, I, I think book. reading books um, is the most important thing to do to be for, good at improv. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Everyone says that. Yeah, what, that's the number one rule. Which book did you read? Uh, it's called How to Be the Greatest Improviser in the World, and you put me on the spot. I can't think of the gentleman's name that wrote it, mm. uh, but he trained at the UCB Theater and uh, was there with a lot of the, the famous UCB folks uh, and really talks about how they put together a show. So it talks a lot more about long-form improv. Uh, mm-hmm. So... We've got a plan to do that as well. We're going to cover a lot of yeah. topics. Uh, we're going to cover short-form improv, what improv is, uh, how to get involved in it. Uh, and we're going to do that in the, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, the format of the show will be different as we go forward. We're going to have guests on the show. They'll be from the local uh, theater community here. Local theater, anything local in general, depending on if we have some random people that want to come Absolutely. On. Absolutely. Uh, and, um, and what we'll do is... We'll talk to them a little bit. We'll talk improv a little bit. And then at the end, we'll, we'll play an improv game. Uh, and we're going to do that for you uh, a little bit later on as well. Uh, yeah, I think, and the big thing is like, yeah, we're an improv podcast, but we're not just speaking to people that do improv. It's, it's sort of the general community can, can listen to us and they can hear what the wacky capitalistic improv people are up to. And we'll play different games and like Eric alluded to. And it should be fun, hopefully. It'll be fun for us, I think, at least. All right, so I, I thank you for adding that. How do people get in touch with us? If they want to uh, communicate to Capital City Improv or this podcast, what should they do? So they want to communica- communicate to Capital City Improv, they can just reach out to ccimprov at gmail.com. But if they want to reach out to us, I guess on the podcast, it's uh, zipzapzop at gmail.com. No, nope. nope. you can email that. Try again. Zipzap. New choice. Pod at gmail.com. There it is. Literally set up today. So, uh, but we're, what we're going to need from folks who are actually tuning into this is uh, find us on Facebook, find Capital City Im- Improv on Facebook, follow us and like us there, uh, email us, and send us in some suggestions. We're going to play suggestions for games. We're going to play some games where uh, we have some of the players around the table pull random lines out of their pockets. You've seen that on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, send in those suggestions. Send some, uh, send some funny lines in, and we'll incorporate those in a game in the future. Uh, Drew and Hope, I, I got an apology to make, though. Mm. Oh, yeah? Here, what's, yes. What's going on? So You're forgiven. Thank you. You don't even know what he's right. apologizing about. It's okay. All right. It's nice well, of you to forgive him before even knowing. Uh, 
I want to be forgiven, though, by the working folks of America. Oh. And let me tell you why. Drew, you were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Drew messaged me and said, let's get together and talk podcasting. Sure. So where should we go? And we decided on just going someplace real easy. So we decided on the McDonald's here in Chatham, Illinois. So about 7.30 on a, I don't even know, it was a Sunday night. Uh, and we go over there. And I get there half a minute before Drew, walk in, and it's one of these new McDonald's that has the ordering kiosk right I in love front. Those. I think that's what's really wrong with America, though. But I think that's a completely different podcast. Uh, no. Well, I mean, like, sorry, Eric, to hijack your communist. story. But, no, like, come on, we have, we're, we're taking jobs away from work in America. Mm, they, they... And there were people working in there. There's plenty of people in the McDonald's. Exactly. You and I walk in, though. And they have people deliver the food to your table. I know, but still. So they were working hard in there, and I'm ordering. You walk up, and I say, hey, let me get you your order, too. And you're like, no, 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 I'll, I'll take care of my own. So I'm like, great. I'm trolling through the menu. Decaf coffee, $1. Perfect. I'm going to get a large decaf coffee. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk podcasting. Uh, I punch it in. Drew, right next to me. Different kiosk, though. Punches his in, but at about the same time. I did use the kiosk, although I don't agree with it. It was convenient. So you're part of the problem. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, You ordered a mango banana smoothie. Small. Extra rum. And you punch that in about the same time. Uh, The orders go in. We grab our little numbers because they bring it out to you. They look for your number, and th- there's no one else in this restaurant. So we go and we find a little table that's away from the front counter in the back, uh, and we start talking about podcasts. We're just brainstorming. A few minutes later, a nice young man from the front of the store grabs his Drew's smoothie, brings it over to the table, puts it down in front of Drew, takes off. Right, and he didn't take my number. so Irrelevant. I, I think it's pretty relevant. How was the smoothie? It was good. So I see you <laughs> enjoying what looks to be a pretty good smoothie. Yeah. And I did the thing that I do extremely well, and I immediately overreact. So I just start thinking, wait a minute. Smoothie should take three or four minutes to make, but how long does it take to pick up a cup, pour a cup of coffee, and bring it out? And I'm just getting hot. I don't, I don't understand how it's taking that much time for that coffee to come out to me. And I think I stood up out of my chair and started shaking my finger, and I started to pontificate where I said, Drew, you know how you can tell the economy is doing well is because places like this, McDonald's, the service is really poor. All of those people who are good to do, good enough to do, do something else, they're getting paid. They're getting paid to go do something else, and they don't have to work at a McDonald's like this. And I'm getting myself worked up. This was all happening in the span of a few seconds. A few in seconds your, in, your in a McDonald's. <laughs> okay, and, and Drew's not helping because, mmm, this smoothie's good. This smoothie was really good. Yeah. So I did the second thing that I'm really good at. I grabbed the number, and He's I marched up a, confront, a confrontation. Oh. You know? <laughs> no. I, not, only, not only am I stupidly hot-headed, but I'm also really good at... Uh, getting in people's faces. So I go up to the counter, number in hand. I'm no longer shaking my finger, but I may have been waggling that number. Uh, and I'm like, hey, looking for a cup of coffee over here. And the, the young man turns around and says, oh, yeah, we, we've got to brew a whole new pot. As soon as that's done, we'll bring it out to you. And immediately I just felt terrible. And I didn't even realize that they had to put on 
an entire new pot of coffee. <laughs> and I, I immediately realized, too, that the buck that I spent on that coffee was probably not enough to cover the cost of the guy to grab the filter and put the coffee in and make it and all the water that they used. And I was like, man, not only am I the jerk who couldn't wait two seconds for a pot of coffee to be brewed, but I also probably lost them money on the transaction too. So this is my apology to the workers of the Chatham McDonald's, to all the folks out there working uh, hard for idiots like me. Uh, please don't take offense. I'm stupidly hot-headed, as I say, and uh, I think this would be an important time to know that we are open to accepting sponsorships for the podcast, and da-da-da-da-da. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. Okay. So. Don't know. Well, that's legal. To do, <laughs> Good thing can, I sue? can I sue over that? I mean... I, I just gave them You're a free advertising. That's true. Nobody's listening anyway, that's so it doesn't true. make well, it doesn't make a difference. Are, so yes, okay. what? How do they feel about McDonald's coffee? They, I would assume, hate it because they work for Waffle House, and they're like direct rivals, right? Waffle House and McDonald's. Your parents work for Waffle House. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you not believe me? <laughs> nope. It's so that's why. Okay. Actually, my dad doesn't anymore. Is his name Kiosk? Okay, see, that's how I know. Okay. All right, this whole kiosk thing, it's just silly. Like, yeah, it's convenient, but does it really, like, is it that hard to have human interaction? Uh, when it's with someone like me? Yeah, that's I true. imagine that's, so. Well, that's a good here's point. Here's the thing that I really like about the kiosks is it's sometimes it's hard to get those specifics in there. Like, that's you true. don't want pickles, like, and maybe you forget, and then everybody always gets really angry that they get pickles on their sandwich that they didn't want pickles on. But like if you do it on a kiosk, like the computer won't mess it up. That's true. What, that what's is the true. logic behind that though? Because either the person's plugging it in and if they didn't mess it up, the computer's not gonna so mess it there's, up. So there's there's you're eliminating one possible variable. Sure. Yes. Sure. All right. I get well that. that is a good that I is a good on pivot point though. Yeah. Uh, because when you talk about variables, variables enter into improv in a big way. Oh nice segue. It, I'm the best, I tell you. That's what he brought me in here for. And I bought all the equipment. (laughs) So, uh, Drew, you're a teacher of improv. Sure. Let's just talk a little bit about, uh, for for someone who is completely new to improv, maybe they've seen Whose Line Is It Anyway. That's the one that penetrates people's uh, brains probably the most. But what would you say uh, the most important thing, someone who, who doesn't know much about improv, what should they know? I think uh, if you've ever been to a workshop or anything, the first thing we always tell you is the idea of yes and, which is the idea of accepting and building. Um, Like when you're working in teams together, it's good that you are contributing, um, but also working and building off each other and going forward. So the idea of, yeah, you gave me an idea. I accept that this is the reality, but also let's build this onto it to keep building. So yes and is super important, and I think it can be applied to the day-to-day world as well which I think would be a fantastic podcast that we'd discuss later in the season. Right. I, I just want to point out, I think if you had used Yes And in the situation where Ooh. you had got your coffee in time, if you would have said, I'm accepting this is the reality that my coffee isn't out yet, and and then added a nice positive thing instead of... Instead of being so negative. Negative. What, yeah, well, I did use Yes And, but what I did was I accepted that it was a reality and I'm going to go up there and yell at someone. And that wasn't what I should have done. But Because then, then it killed your scene. That's right. <laughs> ah, Although okay. it also created a funny scene as well. 
um, that we could make a sketch into, and maybe we should do that. All right, but sketch is different than it, improv. So in a sense, yeah. Tell me about that, though. What, what, what are the big differences between something... And I guess we should point out that when you're up doing improv, none of that is, is scripted right. at all. I mean, for folks that don't know... Everything that you say is simply off the cuff, correct? Right. Yes. And, and sketch comedy still falls under the umbrella of improv comedy, but it's more because they use the techniques of improv to create their sketches. So, um, like, we, we did a sketch show back in May, and we still put it under the umbrella of improv um, because when we get to those sketches, and everyone's different with how they create their sketches, we don't generally write out our sketches, so we're still improvising. We just have a general idea of what we're going to do. Um, is that why they're not funny? Okay. All right. Look at this guy <laughs> on the troop for five weeks and he's going to get kicked off next. So, um, but yeah, I, I think there could be a whole nother episode about sketch and, and, and long form and short form for sure. But just like Eric mentioned, um, we are making it all up on the spot. We don't know what we're going to say at the next moment. Um, it's the, sort of the fun. I think what really draws people into improv because it's this comedic moments that no one knows what's going to happen. Uh, so to put it to you, Hope, what, draws you into it though i mean it's it's one thing to uh bring the audience in why do you keep coming back to this you've been doing it since junior high what's what trips your trigger i think hmm, i really like how uh it's it's really hard to fail in improv i mean there's sometimes you say something and it doesn't like land with the audience and they don't necessarily like, laugh at that but um it's not like when you're planning uh comedy if you're planning like a a skit or a sketch or whatever like you've planned that joke and if it doesn't land then you know then the the audience is like that wasn't funny and and with improv it's like well it's the audience is a little more on your side they're a little Mm -hmm. bit more like giving because it's like well you know you just made that up so yeah i feel like we had this talk like after our sketch show too because yeah. we the audience was appreciative of it but they weren't nearly as engaged as an improv show because like hope mentioned when you when you plan out the jokes they're expecting it to be funny mm-hmm. and then with improv um it's it's they're, yeah, they're just more forgiving and i think that i agree with hope in that sense that, that that makes it a little bit more enjoyable that you know your audience is sort of more on your side isn't it terrifying though i mean having only done this and only done one show uh, getting up there and having zero safety net for me was a little intimidating. Uh, what do you do to calm yourself to, uh, to what's your personal safety net? Because there's the, the next line isn't coming. It's coming from you or from someone else. What do, what do you do? I mean, for me, I, I actually do feel safer because I'm on a team. Mm-hmm. Like, and anytime you do improv, I mean, I've never done improv by myself. I've always done it with a group. Right. I mean, I guess you can. But uh, for me, it's like, okay, well, if I, if I say something that doesn't quite make sense or something, I have somebody else who has another idea that they can add on top of it. So mm-hmm. being kind of on a team, it's like I'm never quite uh, alone. I'm not on, you know, there's somebody that's going to have something that will keep the scene moving along yeah, so and that's like the like the the biggest principle with yes and is the fact that i could say something on like and that's why they always say there's no mistakes in improv because if you make a mistake then it's sort of your partner's job and your job to make that mistake a part of the reality so if you accidentally set up a scene that no one wants to go with um you have to go with it and so that's why your partner you you have that safety net 
with the person across the stage with you. So just trust in the, in the group mind and the team. Uh, so working with other people is, is you got to be comfortable with it. You got to know those folks a little bit too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have some rehearsal time in. It's not something that you can just get up there with folks you don't really know. Uh, although that happens too, when, you know, in some of the bigger cities, they have jams and things like that. Uh, it's not, it's not really where Springfield or, or capital city improv is right now. Sure. What else, what, what else do people need to know about improv? What sort of, if you were going to tell them something that was more level two, you know, everyone's that knows whose line is it anyway, what's the next thing they need to know about improv so that when they come to a show, they can enjoy it on that next level. Putting you on the spot there. Drew, what do you think? Well, I think that we could save that. You think that's then an, yeah. another Just podcast a, topic? Yeah, I mean, the idea is that, I mean, I hope you have something to add on to it. Can, yeah, I was going to say, I think the thing that's nice about improv, and this goes along with like the audience rooting for you, is that the audience feels like a part yeah, of of part the, of the scene. Troop, yeah. yeah, they feel like a part of the troupe. They feel like there's they're part of that scene because a lot of times we're asking them for suggestions. So when somebody has a suggestion, then we use it. They feel like more invested in that scene. And sometimes like, even more than that, right? There's some there's different games that you can play where folks from the audience are coming up on the right. stage right. with the players. Right. right. And I think that, you know, even for those few audience members that end up going up on stage, the rest of the audience like comes around them. And it's like we're not here to like pull those people down or like everybody feels like the audience, the troop, everyone feels on the same page. They feel, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, I mean, well, hopefully you do because if you have a bad troop, I guess then the audience is like, this is terrible. I'm right. going to walk out. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you have a good troop, if you have a solid troop, then the audience and the troop feels like, yeah, like one. And I was amazed by that. I mean, going and, and doing the show with you guys and the rest of our troop, how much energy, the audience was giving back, uh, which is which is different, right, from the rest of live theater. Yeah, you, know, mm-hmm. you you sometimes don't feel that emotion from them. Yeah, for sure. You have the audience, um, like like Hope mentioned, like they're they're with you. They feel like they're, um, and it's a dangerous line because the audience is in that. But then the moment they they think they're part of the show, like in more more of a sense, like they're being really loud and rowdy throwing out vulgar suggestions that you can't do anything with, especially the drunker that they get. That's when it gets a little bit like improv gets a little <laughs> scary because you really are relying on your audience giving you good suggestions and not abusing or stepping over that, that line that you've created between the two of you. You guys are amazing. Do you know that? You're, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that was just a fishing for a compliment right there. Uh, anything else to add? Are we gonna, should we wrap up our discussion on improv? Yeah. I, what I, does improv stand for? Improvisational theater. Oh, geez. I didn't even know that. Right. Yes, oh. you did. Okay. Uh, you had to have known that. How about a game? Yeah. You guys want to play? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we're here's what we're going to do The phone jack. Oh, yes. All right. And I game. just got a text here from Caden's mom. Classic Caden. Uh, <laughs> he's got a birthday coming up. Happy birthday, Caden. Happy, happy, I believe it's his eighth birthday. Happy Aww. eighth birthday, Caden. I had one of those he doesn't ones. even know. Uh, all right. So. Who, who wants to, and let's tell the folks at home, uh, Hope, why don't you introduce this game? What's going to happen in this, in this scene that we are going to make up on the spot? Yeah, so this game, what is this game called? Phone Jack. Phone Jack, game. okay. Or Jack, yeah. Phone Jack. I said Phone Jack. No, I, I know, I said Phone Jacking. Oh. But you could call it either phone one. Phone Jacking. <laughs> 
Um, so anyways, you play this game and we usually play it on stage with two people. Um, one person is kind of the straight person. They can say really whatever they want. Uh, the other person has a phone, usually comes from the audience. Today we're using Eric's phone with his, with his text messages. Um, and so the, the, um, the variable person will just be reading the uh, text messages. Those are the only lines that they can use in the scene. So the straight person kind of has to be able to uh, work around the lines fed to them. All right. So I've opened up my phone here. I've got it to the text messages. Who would like to be the person with the phone? Definitely. I will take the Fantastic. phone. All right. Great. All right. So we need... I'll we give need. you... I'll set you up here okay. too. Okay. And I'll sit this one out. You, Drew, you're going to you be playing... You if you want. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, Drew, uh, you are a hypnotherapist, all right, uh, who uh, Hope is coming to see. Hope has some sort of problem. You're going to try to help her with whatever her problem is. Uh, this is her first visit to your office. She's scrolling through the messages now, trying to get an idea of a couple of good uh, text messages to read. Uh, whenever you're ready, Drew, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Well, uh, hi there, Miss Jefferson. Thank you uh, for coming in today. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of things we can definitely go through, but, but how's this past week been for you? I'm home. Um, okay, I, I, are you moving? Are you moving in here? I mean, that might be good to get you to, uh, situated with what we're going to be doing. Um, you're going to be under for a long time. Whoa, that's creepy. Yeah, <laughs> I know it. It can be really intimidating, but just just remember, I have my degree in this. I went to hypotherapy school, <laughs> so I am trained. Awesome. I thank you. I, I worked really hard for that. So just 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 close your eyes and, and and breathe in very deep. Perfect. So think of your your favorite color, your favorite memory and and, and, and what does that make you feel? How's your day going, beautiful? Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh I, I can't really have a relationship with someone that's my client uh, it's across the line. So if we can get through today, then maybe we can talk about a relationship in the future. If you're okay with that. I can probably heat up soup in time. <laughs> I, I do love soup. Um, so let's, let's get through this. We'll have soup and we'll go on a date and it'll be fantastic. So, so if you just close your eyes, breathe in again. Perfect. And just count down with me from 10. 10, 9... Eight, seven, six, five. We're supposed to be counting together, <laughs> and you're not at all. If you don't count with me, I can't put you under. New phone, who dis? Oh, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe we should come back another time to this. Uh, we can, we can figure it out in the future. Obviously, obviously, this isn't working very well. So I got him. Thanks again. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so come back next week, maybe. I saw your eldest today. She's doing well. I don't know if I should be scared or are concerned. Um, I'm a little bit of both, if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I really feel like you should leave. Um, thank you for coming. I, I'm not the right guy for you. So a verified have... idiot. Okay, <laughs> now that's just rude. Uh, I really don't appreciate that at all. So you can just get the heck out of my office. Never heard of it. My my office? 
You've you've never the main one upstairs and the big one downstairs. Yeah, so it's, I have two stories of an office. The main story is where we are now. Downstairs is where we do the deep stuff. Rarely downstairs. Well, rarely. Yes, because I'm not that great at my job. We have one like this. Yeah, the main office. Thank you. Do you, do you like it? I've been doing some uh, some decorating to it. So no worries on my end. Great. So you can leave now. Thank you for coming, and you just have a great day. Make sure to recommend none of your friends to my office. Nice. Congrats. Thank Sweet. You. And scene. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I am so sorry, Hope, that my text messages just seem so mundane. That is the, the exciting life that I lead. You can either read the, the tame ones or probably the ones that <laughs> are completely inappropriate. So, uh, But very good. Excellent. So that is a little example of... That was it. That was Phone Jack. That was Phone Jack Ing. We're going to call it Jack Ing. Phone Jack. Phone Jack Again, email, email us some suggestions. We will write them down on little slips of paper for some lines. Email them to Even zip suggestions zap. like relationships mm-hmm. too? Or, yeah, that'd or, be great. Characters? Scenes, places that a funny improv scene uh, might take might place. Take place. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a suggestion for a game, send that in. We'll do our best to accommodate. Uh, next time you hear from us, we'll, we'll likely have some guests in the studio with us. Talk to them about a little bit about what's going on in their lives. Uh, and then play another one. We'll play yeah. another improv game. Have a lot for of sure. fun. For sure. Hey, you know what? I feel like this went better than it did in your dream, Eric. <laughs> uh, next time, we'll talk about what that dream was. It's not over yet. If you throw down headphones and stomp That's out true. of here, then <laughs> that dream still could come true. So yeah, we should probably mention uh, some some upcoming things that are coming. That's right. Um, so Capital City Improv, we're sort of doing a little performance next week. That's just not really it's not really a public performance, but a couple of us are performing at Blackburn, so that should be fun. But also next weekend is um, the Portuguese Rodeo Clown Company. Right, there. Uh, September twenty eighth and 29th. at yep. the Hoagland Center for the Arts. Yeah, downtown Springfield. Yeah, always a good time. Definitely check them out. They're they're a great group. And then uh, I think it's like October twelfth, thirteenth. We should have had this date down. But there's that comedy show um, at the Black Sheep that um, a couple of our troop members are performing for right. as well. So there's yes. lots right. of improv coming up. Absolutely. Right, and the folks from Who's Line are traveling through. That's right, yeah. Yeah, the Sangamon Auditorium, see them at U- UIS, University uh-huh. of Illinois Springfield. And I think CCR will plan for another main stage show sometime in December. More information on that as that comes available. But yeah, I'm really excited to start doing this, recording these episodes, and seeing what, what we can do with improv magic. Uh, it hopefully will be magic, because today was... Certainly something like that. Uh, anyway, let's say goodbye to everybody. What does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Nothing from hope. Bye.